You're now tuned into the Hardwood Brand Podcast with your favorite guys, Dorian and Kyle. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Hardwood Brand Podcast. It's your favorite guys, Kyle and Dorian. If this is your first time listening, welcome and thanks for checking us out. To our regular listeners, welcome back and thanks for rolling with us. On this podcast, we discuss basketball-related topics, and we hope you find our conversations entertaining and educational. If you do, go back to our previous podcast and check them out. And with that said, let's sub ourselves in the game and get this ball moving. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Hardwood Brand Podcast. Your boy, Old Man Raw, sweatsuits and fly kicks. It's your boy, D. Hill, the gift card bandit. Uh, the bubble ain't bad. Yeah. The bubble ain't bad. I stand corrected. The bubble ain't bad. I think most of us stand corrected, man. Uh, we had a last two weeks, the NBA started back playing basketball in the infamous bubble. No coronavirus. I think they did four different tests, yep. right? And all negative tests. Hey, the bubble. It was just hooping. Hooping, 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 and it was some great hooping at that. So what do you think with the NBA's return? They kept saying to the bubble, how'd you like it? I actually really liked it. I thought, at first I thought the games were kind of going to be like whatever because, you know, the season hadn't been played in a, in a couple months, like four months. Mm-hmm. And uh, we already knew who the, mainly we knew who the playoff teams were, so I didn't think they were going to really be out there competing. But I think because everybody was so excited that uh, they were able to play basketball again, they were able to get out there and compete. And a lot of games were very competitive, very close, very entertaining. Um, I watched more games than the Clippers, surprisingly. Like, I watched a couple of the Clipper games, but, like, I really was watching Dame. Um, I watched Phoenix a couple times. I didn't watch one Wizards game. No. No, I didn't even know why they was there. They needed to take a team that was fighting for that eighth spot in the East. But where did, I thought there was like five games back or something. Anywho, they still was fighting earlier. Because Orlando, if they would have lost all five and the Wizards won all five, then they would have been tied and it would have been a playing game. You're right, you're right. See? You're right. But I thought the I thought the bubble actually exceeded my expectations. Honestly, I think most people it, it exceeded a lot of people, man. Yeah, and I and I found myself oftentimes watching the games, forgetting that there was no actual crowd there. Because I think as the games went on, they got a little better at pumping the crowd noise at the right times and ramping it down at the right times and making it feel like it was a real actual home game. For the home team. Yeah, they did a great job. Yeah, they did a great job on the atmosphere. Adding the logos and the sponsors on the floor. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, the first couple of games, I don't think they had the virtual fans. I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I should say for the first three or four, like just getting the guys back in shape. They just had the logos, uh-huh. and then they started to implement the, uh, the the fans. I was against it at first, but I'm used to it now, and it's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I read about it. You can get the virtual seats, and it's a full process on how to get the seats. And 
It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the players cared much about it. They probably just... I mean, people was having fun with it, like Shaq and mm-hmm. and Paul Pierce and all those people kind of came in. Lil and, Wayne. Yeah. So, so certain celebrities. In it. Chris Paul's son, watch his dad. It was something, something different. I think the NBA and the WNBA and the NHL have all done a good job on bringing sports back. And for us... The consumer, we're able to enjoy it, and like you said, it's not. It doesn't seem weird. No, no. I thought it would be. We did, we did. But overall, I'm really enjoying it. I've watched damn near every game, even the Wizards, and the players are locked in. A lot of competitive nature. I was scared of the injury thing, which we'll talk about later, which I knew would probably happen. But overall, I was really enjoying it. I thought the NBA did a great job. Uh, bringing uh, sports back, basketball back. Yeah, and I thought the players also did a good job of using their platform to continue the conversation with the the Black Lives Matter movement and the social injustice. I thought that was that was key because that was one of the reasons why some of the players didn't want to play. But I I felt like they did a great job of continuing the conversation. And I noticed that they have the sayings on the top and then the yeah, names at the bottom. Exactly. And um, some players have opted not to have anything on the back, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And and like you mentioned, most of the players are, are wearing something on their back representing something, what they believe in, and, and they're doing a great job with just keeping everybody aware of what's going on. Yeah, I think that was that was cool. Cool idea. Absolutely. Very cool. Um, so let's talk about we had a playing game. Right. Uh, amazing playing game. Before we get to that, we got to talk about the Phoenix Suns because okay. that added to the the hype of the playing game. Talk about it. So the Phoenix Suns, as we all know, they didn't play well during the regular season. They were invited to the bubble, which I think me and Kyle were kind of like looking at it like, why are they going to be don't, don't throw me in there. you in there with me? <laughs> Why are they invited to the bubble? Because they were so bad. We probably said that for sure. But but the Phoenix Suns took that opportunity in the bubble to play very well, and they surprised everybody. Extremely well. They went eight and zero in the bubble. They beat a lot of good teams. They beat the Clippers at the buzzer. Oh, Devin Booker! But I didn't. I wasn't mad because I'm a huge Devin Booker fan. So, like, I was happy that. They started to get the ball rolling, and I was happy for Monty Williams because I'm a big fan of him um, as a coach and just as a re- as a person. So it was good to see that, and because they played so well, it became more of a three-team race to the playing game instead of the two teams, which everybody thought would happen anyways. Memphis, or I'm sorry, going into the bubble, everybody thought it was going to be the Pelicans. I know I did. We thought it was going to be the Pelicans and the maybe the Blazers yeah, absolutely. and maybe Memphis too because they actually held the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. But everybody thought the Pelicans was going to get in and play the Lakers in the first round because of the ratings, blah blah blah. But the Pelicans stunk it up. And they were awful. They were awful in more ways than one. Um, to piggyback what you were saying about the Suns, yeah, they played the Wizards. They played the Mavericks, Clippers, Pacers, Heat, Thunder, 76ers, and the Mavericks again. So that was your 8-0. Uh, those were the teams that they beat. Some some playoff teams. Aside from the Wizards, yeah. And they were there. The Wizards were there trying to get in. Yeah. They, they definitely 
surprised a lot of people, including us. For sure. Uh, you mentioned Devin Booker, who is a stud, and he's an amazing talent. We thought Phoenix didn't have a shot because Kelly Oubre was not playing. Right, right. So we had already dismissed him from, from, from making it and wondering why they're there. They played well. Monty Williams had those guys locked in. They were they knew they were there for a job to play to try to get to that eighth spot. Unfortunately, they did not. Uh, but going away from this, I know Devin and the coach and everybody's holding their head high because they have high expectations for next year. Yeah, I actually was kind of agree with Charles Barkley who said he didn't want he didn't want Phoenix to get in because then they. If they lost their playing game, then the record wouldn't wouldn't have been eight and zero. But he said, like you just mentioned right now, they can go out on a high note. Mm-hmm. They're the only team that was undefeated in the bubble, and they got a lot to to work with for next season. And they got Kelly Oubre coming back, Kelly so Oubre and, and they might get a draft pick. Might get a pick, yeah. They they'll be all right with Rubio and. Of course, we mentioned Devin Booker, but you mentioned Cameron Payne. Yeah, Cameron Payne. And, and Michael Bridges, Javon Carter, who I like, Sario. Yeah. Um, Aaron my, Baines. and Cameron Johnson from North Carolina. Missy. So they have pieces. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to miss uh, DeAndre Ayton as well. Yeah, They for have sure. pieces, and once Kelly gets back into the um, to the system and gets back on the team healthy, they, they, they'll be a scary team. Scary. Scary, youthful team. Not, you're not going to go to Phoenix and get a win easy. Um, to continue on the scary, youthful team, how did you overall feel about the Grizzlies? I thought the Grizzlies, I thought they would have played better because mm-hmm. they were, what, 2-7 two and two and seven in the bubble. Okay, okay. Which, oh, because they took that L in the, in the playing game. So we'll say they were 1-7. In the A games, I thought the injury to Jaron Jackson hurt them a little bit, but they still struggled in the beginning. Yeah, they did big time. I don't know if it was because they kind of relaxed because they were what three games up mm-hmm. on Portland, and they kind of took it easy, which they probably shouldn't have. But you know, they're a young team. I think they learned a lot because they have a very talented young team. They have a lot of players on that team that ball. Yeah. Starting with John Morant, he's ridiculous. And then when Jaron gets back, they, he's going to be solid. They have Dylan Brooks, who can shoot. They got Slow Mo out there. Kyle Anderson. They got, uh, what's my boy, uh, Brandon Clark. Uh-huh. Valanchunas. Justin Winslow did not play. Yep. Um, they have Yang. They have Anthony Tolliver, who's a stretch shooter. Tyus Jones. Mm-hmm. Josh Jackson. Dean. DeAnthony Milton. So they have guys, as yeah. you mentioned, Grayson Allen. I don't forget about Duke's finest. You could forget about him. Um, these young guys are just kind of locked in. Uh, I don't know if it was the bubble effect, too, because we've seen other teams, not just the Grizzlies, not play too well in the bubble. Right. Lakers, a lot of different teams. Yeah. They just, uh, I don't know. The bubble kind of affected everybody differently. Um, and I think the Grizzlies is another team that. They have potential. There's some upside there. You mentioned sure. Ja. Clearly going to be rookie of the year. Easy. Um, you know, they'll probably get a draft picked or they'll get some some a free agent or something. And I'm not saying they're going to win the championship so everybody settle down, but that'll be a young, 
fun, interesting team because the Grizzlies haven't had anybody since when they was battling the Clippers with Zach Randolph and Conley and all those guys. And so this is fun for them. Jai's a stud. Jaron Jackson get healthy because when he comes back, that's their you know their second option. We'll see. Phoenix, Phoenix, Memphis. We thought the Pelicans. We thought the Kings. Yeah, that's your squad, the Kings. You they're, they're just disappointing. We'll get to them later on about some news about them. But, yeah, I don't know, man. They just can't catch a break. People don't, They can't get their whole team to together playing because everybody keep getting hurt. I got two words. Luke Walton. I'm with you on that. They got to let Luke go. Because you can't have De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill out there and you – Still can't figure. You still have pieces, man. Yeah, you got pieces. Jabari Parker. Is Harrison Barnes still on the team? Yep. Forgot he. I, he didn't play well in the bubble. He didn't play without the bubble. He he hasn't <laughs> played well since Golden State, right? True. Anyway, anyway, but that I just mentioned those young teams with potential. You want to? Do you want to miss anything else about the Pelicans? Or you? I was very disappointed in Zion, man. Like, to me, he looked very overweight. He looked like he was running in cement. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then their whole strategy with play him this many minutes and then take him out, like, I just didn't understand. Like, why even participate in the bubble if you're not going to play in the bubble? In the bubble, <laughs> like... Right. I mean, yeah. it's no fault of Zion's. It's like the upper management, which I understand they're playing the long game with him. But at the same time, you're not allowing him to get a feel for the game and play. Because by the time he's in there and he gets going, Alvin Gentry got to take him out. Mm-hmm. And you saw the frustration on Zion's face because once he started getting it going in certain games, like you said, the minute restriction, he got to sit on the bench. Trash. Once you, you you know, you start getting warm and everything, he's like, damn, I got to come out, coach. So, I I don't know. But I'm, nobody else on that team played well. Nah, B.I. didn't really do much. J.J. Lonzo. That's, an, that's another team that they, I don't know if the bubble affected them or they kind of just was ready to go home or once they got there, they mentally – didn't like what was happening. I, I don't know. Cause I think they were playing. They were playing very well before the break, mm-hmm. and they lost that momentum for sure. Like a lot of other teams. Yeah, but they they really lost their momentum. Yeah, they did. They did. So let's go back. Okay. The playing game. Yep. We had a young guy against a not so young. Dame. Dame is still young. The you monster. Know, the monster himself. That's what you call him. In the playing game to be the AC to play the Lakers in the first round. How did you enjoy the game? Or did you? what was your recap? Or what did you get from the game, I should say? First, I want to say the game before that, that Portland had to win against Brooklyn, was an amazing game, too. Okay. okay. If it wasn't for your man Karras missing the last shot, we would see Phoenix. And Memphis, but okay, hold on. That's another youthful, exciting team. True, the Nets. True. So y'all look out. You say cares. Okay, go ahead. So um, going, I was very, very excited and pumped for the playing game. Okay. It kind of was. I don't know if it was like why we kept watching so much of the 
the playing. I mean, not the playing games, but just the the other the warm up games or whatever they was calling them. The um, eight the eight games just to get yeah back to yeah shape. because we all wanted to see this playing game and what was going to happen. So we had Memphis versus the Blazers. The Blazers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody going in. I think most people in America, besides the people in Memphis, were rooting for Dame because he went on a crazy streak, and we all just wanted to see Dame get in the playoffs. Him, Carmelo, CJ, Nurk was back. So, you talking about the sixty-one, the fifty piece? Oh man! Okay, I, Dame I, put on a show, man, just, like a I'm real just show. Check, just checking, just checking. So I wanted to, I wanted it to continue. So they got in. The game was back and forth. It was sometimes in the game I didn't think Portland had it because Josh started going off. Yeah, he started heating up. And Dylan Brooks. And Dylan Brooks. Your boy Slow Mo and Valanchunas was playing that two-man game. And Dame, he had 31, but it didn't look as impactful as the other Games. That's because he wasn't scoring near the end of the game. Right. Going, and they start doubling them they every time. Them every the whole game. Yeah. It's crazy. But Nurkic was able to step up and and have a monster game, and that's good because Dame is not someone like certain players. We're not going to mention that will still take those shots being double team. True. And hurt your team. True. He said if he said he said if I'm doubled, I got to get a ball up. Yeah. And he did that in Nurkic and. CJ came through. Big time. But I thought it was a great game, honestly. I thought I thought it was good for the NBA. It was everything that I wanted it to be. What about yourself? Well, CJ said his back was broken. I broke my back. True. Spinal. He said his back was broken. I was like you. It felt like a college tournament game. I was excited. For sure. I knew it was one and done. And... The game was going back and forth because Portland was up 16, 15 at one point. I yep. said, oh, this is over. Yep. And then I look up, and the Grizzlies are up three. I said, wait a minute. Um, I know Melo had a rough, rough game shooting. And I know for a fact Nurkic, CJ, uh, Gary Trent, those guys, they they did their job. They they performed at a high level in his playing game and so did Dame of course mm-hmm. um, and it was exciting I, I, I saw a lot of potential with the Grizzlies even though they lost as you mentioned um, but I'm selfish I wanted Portland to win I want Portland to beat the Lakers in the first round I'm selfish everybody knows this it's nothing against the Lakers and LeBron and AD but I love Carmelo so much I have so much respect for Dame CJ and those guys but it's no hate towards the Lakers, you know. Um, but I enjoyed it, man. I really did. I enjoyed it. It was an exciting game. Um, I think the NBA should take notes from this. Yes. Moving forward. And uh, I think they should do more playing games. I was going to say that segues into our next segment. Mm-hmm. Do you think the NBA should implement the playing game in the future once everything gets back to normal? I think so. I think they should. Uh, it makes it exciting for a lot of teams to to try to lock in, and it's one and done. You go home, like you gotta. There's no excuses then. You you play at a high high level for this one game, forty eight minutes. Um, you win, 
you go on, you lose, you go home, you yeah. go fishing. I enjoyed it. It was exciting. Nah, for real. I, I definitely think that they should continue the playing game. Uh-huh. I think that it should be, you know, like sometimes in the past, teams have got in or missed the AFC by like a couple percentage points and they lost the tiebreaker, blah, blah, blah. I think if a, a scenario like that comes up, then the ninth and the eighth should go. play in the playing game. Go. Like I'm with you. I'm with like you. if they're within a game or two games, then they should have a playing game. I don't think four games should constitute a playing game. Absolutely not. But it would be dope to see. I mean, because maybe one year we'll have playing games on both East and West Coast. And 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 like you mentioned, when the teams get cheated, that point I know percentage. You like, damn. That's when you could implement. Hey, we're gonna do a playing game. The regular season, okay, y'all might have been tied or this and that. Right. Da, da, da. Let's do this game Saturday, ten o'clock, eight, whatever time it may be. Yeah. Playing game. Yep. I, I like, like that. I I, like I, I I thought it was a great addition. I don't know who came up with it. Um, it was very confusing. Yes, it was. I got a lot of text messages. And same, calls, same. Uh, leading up to the playing game, they said Ross. Now what is going on? <laughs> Yeah, very nice. confusing how it was all going down, but the actual game itself was a success to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the product that was on the floor that on Saturday was awesome. Two teams that were playing like it was a game seven, and that's what it was. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier. This is the last thing I'll say about this: was we wanted to see Devin Booker and Dame, man, because. They were 8-0, and Devin and those guys were playing at a high level. And Dame was just the monster that he was, the MVP of the bubble. We yeah. wanted to see th- those guys battle. But when we saw the Grizzlies and Blazers, it was just as good. It was. I mean, you it's, it says a lot about Jai. It says a lot about those young, young, talented guys. So hopefully they hold their head high. They take notes from the bubble, mm-hmm. and they implement it next year in the 2020-2021 bubble. I guess if they back in the bubble again. I hope we not in no damn bubble. I think they might still be in the bubble. Come on, bro. I'm sorry. I'm just, don't be mad. I'm just keeping it real. That's a future I don't want. I, you're not going to be in the bubble, but they're going to be in another bubble. That means we still in this. Uh, We're not going to go down this road. That's what man. I'm saying. I'm sorry. But you had mentioned Dame, you know, winning the MVP of the bubble. Yes, sir. And we just kind of wanted to run down, like, a couple of the awards that they gave out. Uh, Of course, Monty Williams won uh, the coach of the bubble. I don't know if they're calling it the bubble, but the restart. But we just saying Monty was the coach of the bubble. Congratulations, Monty. I think also I want to give a shout-out to Jock Vaughn also because he did a very good job with the Brooklyn Nets. Because people didn't didn't speak highly of them because KD, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Kyrie, those those type of DeAndre guys, DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan, they they weren't there, so they were just coming in with some ragtag guys, and they actually did very well in the bubble. They went uh, what did they do in the bubble? They went five and three. Shout out to Jack Bond. So, I mean, I know they're going to try to bring in some kind of high-profile coach to coach KD and, and Kyrie next year, but I think Jock Vaughn should get a look, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they had mentioned a few guys. 
Mark Jackson and a bunch Jason of Jason Kidd, Ty Lue. But and the thing is, some of these guys might not even want to deal with that. I feel the foolishness going on in Brooklyn. Not to say that it's not going to be a great opportunity, but you know the target that's on your back if you don't oh, win. Man. They're they're supposed to be in the conference finals. Easy, easy. No excuses. It's supposed to be them and Giannis. Yep. Yep. We don't want to hear nothing to put out in the first round. Nah. And then the other awards that they, they gave out was the all-bubble team. Okay. Uh, we got Damian Lillard, of course. Mm-hmm. James Harden. What's up, James? Luka Dantich. He's a bad boy. Bad boy. Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And the surprise of all surprises. Nobody, I think if you ask a thousand people, they wouldn't have said this next guy was going to be killing the way he did. T.J. Warren of the Indiana Pacers. The only person that would have said it was his family because they're going to support the young brother. He he was averaging 30-plus. He was playing like he used to play in college. Yes, sir, when I used to watch Yeah, because he, yeah. he was a bucket getter. Yeah, he I think was. he kind of lost his confidence a little bit when he first came into the league. Uh, I think he was on – wasn't he on Phoenix? Yeah, he was. Yeah. But that just – we always say the system. Yeah, the system. Opportunities yep. to play. He was. It was too many guys out there. Yeah. And Oladipo just kind of fell back, and he seems like that kind of guy. And he let him get his buckets off. Oladipo he, said, "I don't mind being the second out. Whatever. Go ahead and get your buckets off." I was. I was extremely surprised. I was too. Till he ran into Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Then it got real for him. <laughs> it got real, but TJ was the, was the man. TJ was the man, and the second team was got it. You, you got it. Giannis, of course, the Greek freak, Kawhi Leonard, <sighs> Chrisoff, Porzingis, KP. I apologize, man. I I talk bad. Talk about, about you. it. I apologize. Um, I want to say this: when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mentioned earlier in the podcast. I know you and Special J. A lot of people. I talk bad about this man. I say he look like a. a a bad guy in the movie. A bad guy in the James Bond movie. He still has that look. But he was balling. It's like you got a bias against the tall guys. I don't... I don't. You talking about Embiid, too? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't... Nah, I love tall dudes that can shoot. It was just something about KP. They was bigging him like he's supposed... See, they mentioned... The unicorn. They had mentioned something about him and KD, like he being the next KD. And I, I got emotional because I like KD. Maybe that's what it was. I went in my Drake mode, too sensitive. Okay. And that's why I said, he's not going to be the next KD. Okay. That's probably what it was. But KP, I apologize. You were balling. You made all second bubble team. Karis LeVert, I'm a huge fan. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan. He made it, which was a surprise. And, of course, my co-host is one of his favorite players. He told me about Michael Porter Jr. I was so excited to see my boy <laughs> Michael. First, I was excited to that he was actually getting to play. Mm-hmm. And then when he started to produce the way I thought he was coming out of high school. Or, I'm sorry, he went to Missouri for one year, but he didn't really play. But when I saw him play in high school, I was like, this dude going to be a monster. And in the bubble, he played like he played in high school. Yeah. I was I, I smiled because there's another gentleman that we we'll probably talk about later. Um, but the guys that you like or that you kind of 
put me on game about I just laugh. I'm like, damn, they're starting to kind of come into their yeah. own. And Michael Porter was somebody that they um he was high. They had, had they had him high in high school. He was supposed to be like the best player in he high was, in the was. country, right? And then he got hurt, yeah. He then was supposed he, to be number one. And his back. Yeah. Like CJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was dope to see him bounce back. And Denver's a dope team too because they have so many players. And the fact that Jamal Murray Gary Harris, Will Barton, those guys weren't playing. They were hurt, whatever it might be. Michael Porter got an opportunity to play with my boy the Joker. He did. And I think when Jamal Murray came back, you got to see the potential for that team. They were already good last year. But this year, I think with, with Michael Porter playing the way he's playing, that gives them another weapon. And then they have another young fella. Skinny, tall fella, Bow Bow, who surprised a lot of people in the first couple games because people just actually forgot about him, I think. I know I did. I mean, he was very versatile in high school. He could handle the rock. And, I mean, they show, you know, the highlight they kept showing him throwing the crazy bounce pass, hitting threes, blocking shots and stuff. So Yeah, I, I, I forgot about him as well, but he, he was balling. He a cheat code, too. That's what we call people, man. He's a cheat code. Um, you know, Giannis, the usual, but he, Bobo was balling. And like you mentioned, once all those guys get back uh, healthy and they have their full strength, yeah, they got a lot of tall dudes over there. Yeah, I, I was, I was joking with Lisby and saying that if I was the coach, Mike Malone, I would put in a big lineup with the Joker, Bobo, Michael Porter, and then you could do Jamal Murray. And you throw Plumlee in there, too, just real quick. You could. And, and you just could one even, guard. You could even throw Jeremy Grant in there. Oh, yeah. They all going to be long. Pause. <laughs> long in the bubble. <laughs> You're right, though. You're right. I, they, I, they, got a, they got enough players to have a lot of versatile lineups that could cause problems for people. Mm-hmm. I thought the Lakers would have done that with JaVale, Dwight, and AD. And they Same. still can. But I thought that anyway. I don't Frank Vogel just there. Oh, okay. He's a he's just a puppet, huh? I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to get into it, but But those were we just went on a tangent a little bit, but first team, second team as you mentioned, coach of the bubble mm-hmm. and MVP of the bubble? Yeah. You told the world that it was the monster, huh? Yeah, I mean I think Devin Booker was going to be the MVP up until Dame started and I'm sorry for the rest of the people in the bubble. It was the Clippers, Patrick Beverly, and Paul George. They they awakened the monster. I don't know. And I have some. I have a feeling about that. I feel like that was all part of their plan because they wanted Dame to play the Lakers. You might pa- be right. Paul George, being from L.A., battle with the L.A. teams. Yeah. Patrick Beverly's out of his mind. I'm not saying yeah, that. He's going to talk shit no matter yeah, what. Yeah, because – Dame and PG are good again. They kind of it got yeah. out of hand. It got out of hand. Members, yeah, quick. The family members was talking reckless, but they they took care of that. I think PG just in the heat of the moment with the bubble, he's like, if we can get this man riled up, they got so many more games to play. They play the Lakers, possibly could upset, possibly, ladies and gentlemen, because if the Lakers were to play the Grizzlies or the Pelicans or the Kings or any other team, it's a joke. Four zero. Yeah, sweet. I just feel like the Blazers have an opportunity to make it a little more difficult for the Lakers. Yeah, like Charles said, Charles said uh, mm-hmm. if Nurkic played the whole season and they didn't have those injuries, they'd be 
three, four. Easy. 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 They're not an AFC team. No. Um, but that that's where I think getting Dame riled up, re- release some new music. Dame is just Dame is Dame. And that's why everybody likes him. He uh he's shooting from half court now, which is ridiculous. But. Man. And I think, you know, that game against the Clippers, they had an opportunity to win. Uh-huh. And he missed those two free throws. Which and, is rare. Yeah. And he's already mad at himself. And then, you know, people, the media, you know how they're going to be. So he didn't even know about what happened. Well, he saw Paul George, I guess, do the little hand thing. Um, and then, of course, they had their Instagram beef afterwards. Yeah, but I think he was so upset. And he realized, like, they should have won that game. And he just took it to another level. And... We can say it now, but just imagine if that game and those free throws was the reason to keep them out of the AC. I know. Then it would really, really affect him. But I think that's why he went so hard. Oh, he, oh pause. He he went on another. Those next few games and teams that he had to play, it was sorry, y'all. It was amazing to watch. It was. It was. So, overall, I think the competitive nature with certain teams we talked about earlier, some teams – it, the bubble has affected them or just they haven't been playing well. Maybe they had the chemistry, and then once they got to the bubble, it, I don't know, it just fell apart. Portland, Denver, um, Brooklyn, Phoenix, Brooklyn, certain teams, the Raptors. Yeah, they were 7-1. They are locked in. They said, okay, this is a campus. It's like training campus, like college. Let's hoop. That's all we're here to do is hoop. And that's what they've been doing. Yeah. And they just locked in, man. So it the playoffs are gonna be fun. I'm really looking forward to the play. A lot of intriguing matchups. But before we get to the playoffs, there's some things that happen in the league as far as like coaching changes and front office changes that we just kinda wanna run down. We're not gonna go into depth with it. We're just gonna throw it out there. You can go look it up if you wanna go more in detail with it. Um but the Bulls finally fired Jim Boylan, which they should have did. A long time ago. Which they should have did when they hired him. Exactly. None of the players liked him, and they kept him anyways. I think financial reasons, I'm not sure, but they should have fired dude a long time ago. He was terrible. And then the Pelicans fired our boy Alvin Gentry. Poor Alvin. He didn't have nothing to do with it. Come on, man. He had his hands tied. Nothing to do with it. But like you said... Another black coach loses their job because he didn't he didn't get a full opportunity. And they're gonna bring somebody else in, of course we know. And uh, Zion's gonna be twenty five pounds lighter and flourish. And, and then they're gonna be like, see, see, it was, you know, we we're not stupid. And then uh, with the Sacramento Kings, they had a change in the front office. Luke Walton still has his job as of now, but Vlade and Peja they stepped down um, as their. GM and assistant GM positions. Well, they, we mentioned it earlier. There's no excuse. I mean, yeah, Marvin Bagley's always hurt. But you got so many other guys out there with the potential. That, there's no reason why you shouldn't at least be in the eighth spot. Yeah. Or maybe a game behind. But they gave you a favor by inviting you to the bubble. Man, you, I... You shouldn't even been there. Nope, not at all. Not at all. And I thought... I thought going into the season that Sacramento would have locked up that AC because they have the talent to do so, and they just didn't pan out. Yeah, injuries affect you, but um, you got to get somebody in there that can cultivate that young talent and get them to play 
fast and up tempo, which I don't know if Luke Walton's the right guy for. Um, so we'll see if Luke keeps his job. I know Vlade made some questionable moves while he was the GM. He traded away Demarcus Cousins, got Buddy Hill back, um, and some other stuff with that trade. One, well, talk about the draft. And then the draft, I was going to get to it, the draft probably angers everybody the most because we see the success that Luka's having right now. And in the 2018 draft, the Sacramento Kings had the number two pick. Mm -hmm. Phoenix Suns also are kicking themselves because they had the number one pick. Okay. And the third pick went to the Dallas Mavericks, right? Or no, the Atlanta Hawks. And Luka Dantich was on the board, and Vlade Divac decided to draft Marvin Bagley, which, like we talked about off the podcast, at the time seemed like a very logical move yeah, because he's a big that. man. Mm-hmm. He was very athletic. He, he was balling he was, at Duke. He was a number one player in high school. He balled at Duke. You thought he was just going to come right in and, and do the same in the NBA, but then that injury bug hit you. Yeah. It, it just it, – I mean, I hope that he becomes healthy and he can become the player that everybody thinks he's going to be. But uh, – I feel like – I feel like he's somebody that – and they always mention tweeners. Yeah. That he could he could fall under that because he can't really shoot that well, right? Not not from deep. I think he has like a little fifteen footer. Fifteen footer, which is okay. Yeah, I he seems a little under undersized mm-hmm. to be. Uh, well, you can't say that now with the fives of PJ Tucker running center, but he just I, I think he's still trying to de- develop his game and try to fit into the system. Yeah, and and I think that's what's hurting along with the you know you said the injury bug number one. But yeah, they they dropped the ball. They and then Andre Aiden, right? Yeah, that, DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden. That was a bad move, Lottie. So yeah, that that has a lot to do with why he stepped down. I think uh, just the the non-success of them in the bubble just kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back. And then also to piggyback off what you mentioned, Tyron Lue, they they've been throwing his name around for coaching positions yeah. and our friend Wojciechowski just said that it might be a package deal with him and Chauncey Chauncey being the assistant oh, wow. coach with Ty Lue and Michael Conley had to leave the bubble because he's his uh, his, 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 his son yeah him and his wife are, are expecting their, their son so yeah. congratulations Mike on that and we'll see what happens with Ty Lue and Chauncey and then um Right now, with the Kings, Joe Dumars is going to step in as the interim GM, so he might get a look as the 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 permanent for the permanent position. But we okay, we shall luck. see. Good luck with that, Joe. But let's let's roll into these playoff. Uh, let's do it, man. Let's do it. These playoff uh, matchups and give our predictions, and oh, we're gonna go all the way. Oh, man. Or we just gonna go first round. We go first round because I don't feel confident going all the way. Pause and then. My predictions are always bad. Yeah, we don't do well with predictions over it's here. Ridiculous. I think we'd be like two years ahead. I'm going to go back to when we predicted that Paul George was going to be MVP. That's true. We'll and that. Nate McMillan was going to win Coach of the Year. We'll that as well. We'll and then they that. decided to do some 
Nate actually decided to become a great coach two years later. Paul, he just he got up out of there. So you might be right. We might be psychic. Some we know the future. We're not raving someone. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, you, you, I, I you, do the East Coast. Okay, okay. Yeah, right. that's you. I represent for my East Coast. I'm do the East because the West so competitive. We'll do the East first. He's taking another shot. He's on a roll today. What you mean? This is the first. The Bucks and the Magic. Exactly. I got the Bucks and four. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to talk about. Giannis gonna average twenty and fifteen. There's nothing to talk about. Sorry, Aaron Gordon. I'm with you. You, you nothing. Zero. Okay. The Raptors and Nets. I, I I think a lot of people are counting the Nets out. I think the Nets will squeak out one or two. Two, so, two at the max. Four and two. Four, four two Raptors. Four two Raptors. Four three Raptors. You saying? Well, let me. Before we even go down this road, we need to ask Kyle to be very realistic with his predictions because, as a selfish basketball fan, he wants every series to go seven. It's not gonna happen. But if you feel like Brooklyn is gonna win three games against the Raptors. Hey man, you gonna be? You need to put some money on that. No, I don't. But see, well, first of all, I didn't. The first one I said Bucks in Orlando, I was real. I for, think Stevie Wonder could see for, that coming. Stevie Wonder can see, but we're not gonna tell. <laughs> we're not gonna go down this road. We saw him driving the S five fifty. I said Raptors and Nets. I it's going seven. Okay, and Shaq did say that the Nets was gonna win their first round series. I didn't say all that. Shaq and I, we that's what we begged to differ, but. Raptors, Nets, I got them going seven games. The Raptors will win that. Okay. Celtics, 76ers. Go ahead. How many times have we seen them play each other on TNT? A lot. I'm going to go Celtics in seven. Oh, man. I'm not. I'm just saying both these teams are evenly matched. If Joel Embiid plays at the level that he's supposed to play at, uh-huh. then it's going to be trouble because there's nobody on the Celtics that can hold Joel Embiid. He's going to get hurt. I got the Celtics winning uh, in five games. Dang. No Ben Simmons. It's not going to happen. I love Tobias. And maybe Al Horford could, you know, like that's one of his former teams. That's what I'm saying. He's going to give him the blueprint. He's going to give him the blueprint, all right. It's going to be volume, the one with Hove on it. Five games. I see what you did there. Yeah, I, I try to do what I can. Five games. Okay, okay. Sorry. You good? Um, and last, the Pacers and the Heat. Ooh-wee, I can't wait. It's going to be a good series. Well, we all know the marquee matchup is going to be TJ Warren versus Jimmy Butler. I hope they fight one time. Just get it out the way. What you mean get it out the way? They're going to be suspended. I'm just saying get into it one time. Just get it out the way. You want to know something real? Nobody wanted with Jimmy Butler. True. So but I'm just saying, about get it out the way. Nobody wants it with. Maybe the Morris twins will be somebody fight. True. That's it. True. Nobody wants to deal with Jimmy Butler. He said he don't have no friends in the bubble. He he's a different kind of person. I like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, hey, I like him as a hooper. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Personal, yeah. Personally. But he's gonna bring the best out of you. Exactly. That's why it didn't work in Chicago and didn't work in Philly and it didn't work in. In my in, in Minnesota, uh, Minnesota, yeah, for sure. Because Cat wanted to wear boots and earrings. Now, what what do you what do you have the series going? Six. Heat. 
I, I think as well as TJ Warren and, and, and uh, they played in the bubble, I don't know if they're going to be able to continue that going forward. Just the playoffs, it's a different level of intensity. Maybe TJ Warren keeps it going, maybe he doesn't. But we all know Jimmy going to be in his head. You're right. So I, I don't go think six too. I don't think he's gonna be able to put up them numbers with Jimmy in his jock strap every game. So you're saying you don't think he can keep averaging thirty? Hell no. Nah. Okay, say it with your chest. I got it going six as well. Yeah, heat, heat, heat. I got Jimmy advancing to the second round. Okay, okay. And yourself, we're doing it to the West. Well, you know, what? let's start at the top. The yeah. one C versus the eight. The Lakers versus the Blazers, which everybody want to see. I got the Blazers in seven. And he looks away. I got the Blazers in six. Six? You heard me. Because this this is not any kind of shade towards the Lakers because I'm a Clipper fan and I'm not a Laker fan. Mm-hmm. But I think they have too many inconsistent shooters on their team. That's true. Danny Green... Is so inconsistent. Kyle Kuzma is not there all the time. If when he plays with confidence, he's the player that everybody wants him to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes AD has a great first half and then he disappears in the second half. Okay. LeBron, he's gonna be playoff LeBron, whatever the hell that means with the Lakers. Um, <laughs> you say it with your chest. But sometimes LeBron even be out there lunching. Yeah, like I will say this. You're right about Danny Green. Do you think it will be a playoff Danny Green, though? Like, last year he did well for the Raptors in the early rounds. He did. He just run like his knees, like he's hurting, you know? It's sand in the knees. I, I, know just, I, I just think they need to be more consistent. If they get that consistent outside shooting and AD can be the cheat code that he is every single game and put the pressure on Portland – on the boards and on offense, then the Lakers will win. I'm saying Portland because they have the tools to beat the Lakers. They have bigs. Portland's Achilles heel is they do not rebound the At freaking all. basketball. At all. They let Brooklyn, who was a smaller team, out-rebound them. Yeah. Memphis out-rebounded yep. them on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if, the, if they could keep the Lakers off the board – and get out in transition, then they're gonna give the Lakers issues, and that's all I got to say. <laughs> I think AD and LeBron will be locked in. Uh, AD being with LeBron during this time and this experience, I think I think they're gonna be locked in. It's just like you mentioned that role, those role guys. I don't know what Deion Waiters is gonna do. I don't right. know what. I mean, I, we know what Jr. is gonna do if he gets to play. And Kuz, whoever that third option, that third person is going to be for them, will be a factor. So I agree with you. Maybe we will see the Dwight, JaVale, and and, um, AD out there with all three guys because, you know, bigs. You said rebounds and other things. It's hard to say, though. I mean, I I, I just wanted to be a good series, honestly. Me too, me too. too. I I don't think that the Lakers are going to come in and sweep the Blazers. No, I don't either. And I say that, but everybody knows in my heart I love Carmelo, so... Everybody listening, of course, they knew I was going to pick the Blazers. Of course, uh, same here. But the world, I'm pretty sure everybody, the favorites are the Lakers. And yeah. this is going, and we just want it to be a competitive, competitive series. That's I, all. I mean, I just want the Blazers to make it tough on them. That's it. That's it. 
So by the time they get to the Western Conference Finals, they're going to be tired. And that would mean they playing your team? We'll see. I, I, we ain't got to the rest of the matchup. Well, so. you said when they get there, I'm just trying to get my notes together. Okay. I'm implying that, but we shall see. All right. So the next matchup would be my Los Angeles Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks, which, again, I'm not taking lightly at all. They do have Luka Dantich, who is a monster, and they have Porzingis, who's killing. They're playing very well right now, but for some reason, they don't play well against the Clippers, so I'm going Clippers in five. I got the uh, Clippers in six. I think uh, Dantage and um, uh, Porzingis, they're going to... They're gonna they're gonna ball out, and um, I think that you know they're gonna they're gonna make it a little difficult for the Clippers. But I know the Clips are gonna come out. Like I said, I got them for two Clips. Okay, okay. And this is a a series that had the only double overtime game in the bubble, uh, which is the three seeded Denver Nuggets versus the Utah Jazz. Your boy Donovan Mitchell. <sighs> this one is gonna be a little tough for me. Donovan, I love you. I've always been a fan of you since you've been in the league. I got the Nuggets winning four one. Ooh, I don't. I wasn't expecting you to say that. I it's something in my soul about Rudy Gobert, and he's the cause of this uproar. <laughs> with this, that he's the reason why the players got sick with the corona, and he caused sports to shut down. True. Yeah, you, Rudy. <laughs> um, but I don't. They were. That was another team in the bubble. That they didn't look good. I was expecting Michael Conley and the rest of these guys to be locked in. They don't have their one of their best shooters, Bobianovich. He's I out know that's and, a big key, and that hurts him. And now Michael Conley being away to see the birth yeah. of his child. Yeah. I don't know how long he's going to be gone. I can only expect Donovan to do so much. Him and uh and Ingles, YMCA, you know. And we just mentioned the Nuggets having all those pieces and having a Bart, a Will Will, Will Barton come. And having a um, Gary Harris, those dudes gonna be locked in, bro. I feel like they're gonna be locked in, and I, I don't see the I don't see the Jazz winning more than one game. I'm giving one game Donovan to have fifty. I agree with you with that. Yeah, I forgot Conley was gone for the for the birth of his kid. So when he come back, he's gonna have to quarantine. So Got he it. gonna miss. I think games. it's in the quarantine because they're gonna send tests for him. While he's out of the bubble, I think it's like four or five days now. Yeah. As long as you don't, um, as long as you you don't have a positive effect, you're good. So we both agree with four one. Uh, yes. So the last series, which I think is going to be one of the most exciting first round series, is going to be the Houston Rockets versus the OKC Thunder. Oh, Chris Paul going back and playing this old team, huh? This going seven. Seven Thunder, huh? I just, I mean, I... Go ahead. Tell the people how you feel. It might be different this year, though, because James, he he got a little break. He got a little rest. This is start of the season, James, which is dangerous. That, that's what I'm afraid of. That's why I'm I'm throwing in a disclaimer. But, okay, okay, I have another question. This 4-5 series, they play the winner of the 1-8? Yep. So... Let's just say hypothetically, Damon them did not advance. You would want a 
James Harden to play the Lakers, right? Oh, yes, yes, for to sure. To tire out the Lakers or possibly for put sure. them in position. I'm just thinking long, you know, ahead. It's just recycling. For sure, for sure. Um, I just, I just have a, I feel the type of way about James's game. I so know, I know. If I don't gotta watch him play, then I'm not gonna watch him play. So I mean, and I really like how the Thunder play. Like I'm a big fan of Shea Gilgis, of course, because he was a former Clipper, and you know he's balling right now. Chris Paul is surprising everyone, playing very well. Chris Paul, Chris Paul got them young dudes locked in, man. He sure does. I mean, he got them locked in. He got them. It's, it's almost like I mentioned, and I always say this, Jimmy Butler has those young guys in Miami locked in. Chris Paul is Shea. That's a blessing for Shea. I yeah, know you didn't want to yeah. see him go, but that's a blessing for Blessing him. for sure. You know, um, I guess I spun him long enough. I got it going six games. I got it six Rockets. Rockets? And six. Yeah. I mean, and then Russell's hurt right now, so we don't know how long he's going to be out. But that doesn't really matter, though, because James is going to be James. He's going to average 40. But is P.J. running the center the whole time? I seen James guarding centers he out there. He was. When we played him, he, he was guarding uh, Zubats. That's not going to work. Yeah, not, in the, not in the playoff setting. but That's not going to work. But then also, are those centers guarding James? Nah. Or are they switching? Nah, they're probably going to play zone. Cause you got okay. We say that about the bigs, but don't nobody want to guard James. Nah, everybody nervous when they see the dribble, 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 dribble between the legs, dribble, 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 carry, dribble, dribble, travel. Oh, get to the free throw line. Oh, you got it in your heart. It's hilarious. But I, I got to go. I got to go in six Rockets. I, I have love for Shea. Um, Chris Paul has had those guys locked in. I love Stephen Adams. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm love, a big I fan love, of Stephen Adams. I love too. Stephen Adams. He's just somebody a workhorse. And, and they got a boy, lot of young guys. Your boy Anthony Roberson finally came, came back. back. Which we happy for. And my the pizza man is there. Gallinari. Gallinari, my boy. And my boy from New York, Hamadou Diallo. He out there. Young he guys. finally getting it together. Young guy. Yep. So, so I mean, I I know it's a long shot, but I hope the Thunder can pull it out. And you said the Thunder in seven? The Thunder in seven. Okay. Okay. Sound good to me. <laughs> so we'll see Those are our first round predictions This way You guys tweet us Hit us up Let us know your predictions And we, we'll move on to the second round We're going to hit you with another podcast Prediction um, For the second round And so on Conference And then the finals Because our predictions overall As you guys have been with us You are teammates for the last couple of years Haven't been the greatest And I feel ashamed Because I feel like we're very knowledgeable about the game of basketball. We watch basketball probably just as much as everybody else that loves basketball. And when it comes to the predictions, it's like we don't even be watching. Well, it's it's two things. We watch, but then we start we start picking with our hearts. This is true. And we have so many players that we don't care for. We don't know them personally. Right, right. But right. it might be something, as you mentioned, you don't care for James and Draymond, yeah, yeah. and I don't like KP. So that has something to do with our decision-making. This is true, man. So man. that's all. But the people know that. This is definitely true. And this, so, so we know that you guys have the same with certain players you don't like in teams and so forth. So give us your first-round predictions. And we're going to see what happens, man. I feel good about this. Yeah, I, I'm just excited that we finally got to the playoffs. It's still weird for me to watch real meaningful games in the summer. 
But I'll take it. Yeah, because you would be getting ready for football. This would be preseason football. Yeah, football. Getting your fantasy football. I'm, Are we doing fantasy football? We're doing fantasy. I said, man, anything else? Nah, just look out for us uh, later on um, in this year. We're going to drop some new stuff. Uh, we got a lot of things planned. Uh, you know, with this coronavirus, it kind of pushed everything back a little bit. But, you know, we're finding our rhythm, finding our feet. So we're, we're working on some changes. And you guys will see that very, very soon. Yes, as he said. With yeah. this podcast and uh, with our brand mm-hmm. just in general. Yeah, we got a couple of dope surprises coming out very soon. Very, very soon, so stay tuned for that, as uh, the gift card bandit said. And, um, you know, hit us up. Questions you might have, any changes that you think we should do to our brand or podcast, hit us up. We're here to talk. Um, you know, you guys you guys mean the most to us. So yeah, I'm- you guys take your time, time out of your day, whether you be driving. You could be listening on Spotify to some music, but we appreciate the fact that you guys take time out of your day to listen to us talk (laughs) and ramble and get off topic um, about the game that we love which is basketball so we definitely appreciate that we love it Uh, I'm signing off Uh, of course Olin Ross sweatsuits and fly kicks it's your man D Hill the gift card bandit it's about to be holiday season so y'all know what it is can't stress it enough. Spread love and not hate. Especially right now. Please spread love and not hate. And if you can get in the gym, shoot some jumpers. At least about eight. Eight. We out of here. Enjoy the playoffs. Yes, sir.